Grandpa, what do you call this thing again? It's a 66 Ford Bronco. I think you got ripped off. Why is that, honey? It's got no Wi-Fi, no USB port, no Bluetooth. Exactly. I guess we'll just have to talk. Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. Is that the window button? It's called a window crank. Cool. The faster I move it, the faster it goes down. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty. Being old is kind of cool, Grandpa. Works for me. For people who love cars. Welcome to RCS. I'm Nick. And I'm Dan. You sound tired, Dan. I am tired. It's been a long Monday. <laughs> it's like... It is so Monday. Where's, the, where's your enthusiasm, Dan? It went out the door with all the small businesses. Mm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You making a political statement, Mr. <laughs> no, no, not no, at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But speaking of small businesses, and some very large ones, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're brought uh, to you by Avance, Carter Subaru, Haggerty, America's Automotive Trust, yep. and we're recording live at Drivers Club all by ourselves all because by ourselves. of social distancing and new lockdown rules. I can't, I can't follow this stuff anymore. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I don't, you know, I don't know. So yeah, it's a little hard to do this. <laughs> it, it's hard to have hope. <laughs> I'll be we're honest. Ba- yeah, we're balancing right now, booking guests and trying to get more content on the show, which is very hard to do. <laughs> we're like, can you sit? We have very long microphone extension cords, so we'll put one guest twelve feet away. <laughs> that being said, if you want to be a guest on the show and your phrase in your head is hashtag not my governor, come on in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anymore. Yeah. Like I said, yeah, I, I, okay. I'm just worried about the small businesses. That's my main concern. I I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't have a solution. I'm not saying that. I'm just worried about you know. People trying to get things going, like we have an Avance event on the 21st. Um, we've Hopefully. been talking about that, that we will both be at now, because Thanksgiving was canceled for my side of the family. No, I thought you guys were still go down. Uh, I'm still going to go down to Oregon, but I'm not going to, I'll be around for the event. Hey, That's okay. what I'm saying. Cool. Um, I'll be glad to have you there. If we have the event, and yes. we're still waiting to hear back on Adam from that to see if that can happen, because it's, is it a gathering? I don't know. Technically, we'll know by the time this comes out, but. Yeah, so keep stay tuned. We will post up, even before this episode airs, the status of the Avance event. If yeah. it's on, we will be there. Yeah. Um, and hopefully we will run into some people we met over the weekend. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. We should talk about that a little more. We had a really fun weekend, and we learned a lot, and we pulled a lot of people out <laughs> of snow, and <laughs> did not get stuck. We have a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably put this gracefully. There are a lot of people in this area that are not from this area. Right, and so and some of them may not have seen snow to, before. Right, <laughs> don't take them with you into the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare them, take them with you, yeah. take them with you. Give them a notepad to write down questions. <laughs> Garov, <laughs> that was really fun. We brought uh, Garov along for his first off-roading experience. <laughs> I don't know, if he, I don't know if he's ever been off the road. Period. <laughs> yeah, he had great questions. I was just like, you know. <laughs> my favorite one though. Okay, so if you haven't been up to Stampede Pass in the summer. It's a really nice little like blacktop road out there, and then you get to this bridge, and like there's parking on this bridge, and even in like any vehicle, if you hit that, the potholes right after that bridge in anything but a very lifted vehicle, bigger than my Raptor, yeah, you will probably break your suspension. Yeah, those potholes are literally like a foot deep. Mm-hmm. Literally, I'm not kidding. No, no exaggeration. You will completely bottom out your suspension. We did that a couple times, even crawling through there at like a mile an hour. So, and because it was when we got there, it was all snowpack. And he was like, you know, thinking of his wife. He's like, maybe we should come up here and do some sightseeing. Can I drive the vet up here? <laughs> we just laughed. We're well, like, the, oh, man. Yeah, once. <laughs> yeah, you, once. Can, you can drive it up here once. Yeah. yeah um, believe me. 
I, yeah. I think I, I think his ex his wife's X three would would do fine. But um, if you haven't done that, you know it's uh, well. How do I put this gracefully? That whole adventure will be easier to look at soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Without saying too much, but uh, yeah, uh, we we've been up there a ton and uh, decided it was uh, well. Dan actually made the decision that it was a good idea to go up there on Sunday, and we kind of put the invite out to some of our friends and headed up into the mountains. Um, I'm pretty sure we're the last people that are going to be up there. Yeah, it, and everybody that we pulled out of there would have been there. Yeah, <laughs> there were some guys that got pulled out by a really cool. Wow, what is what it? What do you call it? It's a tr- it's a snow track it, it, vehicle. It, it's it's a snowcat. It's a snowcat, but it's back up there for PSE. But um, literally, we ran into some people that had some hunters that went up there on Saturday, and they came down with us on Sunday. Yes, so uh, that so, tells you. And so that we, was not their plan. <laughs> yeah, we should talk through this. It was, it's a pretty fun adventure. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to weave it right into the Carter Subaru tip of the week, which is very applicable to this and. Just kind of go through some stuff. but So we get up to Stampede Pass. The snow is falling. It's high enough elevation to where, you know, it's just past Snoqualmie Pass. So there's a bunch of snow everywhere. And we were, I thought, man, maybe we could have made, we could go to Easton. Is it Easton? No, it's um, Greenwater. 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 Yeah. Greenwater, right on the other side. And actually, I we actually could have. I really think the Raptor oh, yeah, would have made it no yeah, problem. Yeah. Um, it was dumping snow up there, but... Uh, the lowlands before you get up to the higher um, elevations where it's freezing were awful and deceptively bad because that snow is, we've talked about this before early on in the show. I think it really early in our winter prep episode, the snow we get here, if you're not from here is nothing like Midwest snow or Utah snow. It's really wet, thick, sticky. It's like frozen mud, which is, it doesn't clean out very well, and when it packs in, like, you can get really stuck and not a lot of snow. I mean, really, less than a foot, and you can completely get a vehicle stuck if you're not ready for it. All terrains, barely cut it. I mean, street all terrains. Just take that back. That's what I'm going to get into. Um, there was, on our way up, we get stuck, and there's this, I was talking to this uh, nice Russian guy and a, a nice uh, built forerunner on the way up. Ran into him. Cool guy. He was headed up, and uh, he got stopped uh, talking to this tow truck. This tow truck's a dually on chains. It's a, it's a tow truck. And he got called to try and rescue these two hunters. And so we, I caught up with the, the guy in the Forerunner, and he said, yeah, there's some hunters that are stuck here overnight up by Lizard Lake. And he, we wondered if we would get to them first. But we had a large group with us, and one of our group got stuck. Well, it turns out these guys, like Nick said earlier, they had been up there on Saturday and got stuck overnight. Um, they were in a, a stock Forerunner with some not very good they had tires. Street, they had, they had street really tires. bad street tires. Yeah. Not not like BFG all terrains, like yeah. street all terrains. Yeah. Which I don't even know why they call them all terrains. They're not. They're just they're no better than any street tire. And to be fair, when they went up there on Saturday, it was not that bad. No, they 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 were first of all they were a long ways past Lizard Lake, and they were they they got a ways in there. So yeah yeah. But on the way up, uh, one of our friends went to do a turnaround in a very lifted, <laughs> very lifted Tundra. Uh, nice build, but uh, the lockers were out on it. And so all he had was stock four-wheel drive, and he went to do a turnaround, hit a kind of an embankment and slid down just a little ways, but totally stuck. And even with a pull, couldn't get him out. But, of course, Davis came along in the, uh, the Land Cruiser. You almost said it. You I almost know, said, I almost my, said Land my Land Cruiser. Cruiser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and Davis was with us, and he hooked up the winch. He had a come-up winch that uh, Mule hooked to help, helped him out with, yeah. and uh, we put a snatch block to the uh, the Toyota. Yeah, Tundra. Tundra, thank yeah. you. I was like, which Toyota was it? <laughs> you talk, I'll fill in the details. How's thank that? you. That's okay, working yeah, out really okay, well. That's fine, yeah. And sure enough, a, a, a snatch block with the winch, no problem. And just so we're clear, we were 
maybe an eighth of a mile in on the track. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, like, we hadn't even really got in yeah. Stampede Pass yet. Yep. And so that, that was the first stuck vehicle of the day. And uh, But yeah, Winch with a snatch block, man, double that pulling power. So it was that that vehicle with people in it probably weighed a little over 6,000 pounds, I would guess. Full tank of fuel, four people, all the gear. I'd say that thing probably weighed 6,000 pounds. So Davis happens to be sitting here with us. He, he, he just was talking about us rescuing, and he, he just about said, my forerunner, or my Land Cruiser. <laughs> <laughs> so, my yeah. baby. My baby, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so with a 12,000. You're just taking care of it, Davis. <laughs> yeah. 12,000-pound winch, one snatch block, equals 24,000 pounds of pulling power. So that thing was no problem to pull back out of there. That, the cruiser didn't get stuck once yesterday. No, no him. not even a in little fact, bit. In fact, when you drove around the tundra that one time and into the ditch and just basically went around it, that was pretty interesting, so... Yep. So that was how, I mean, like, like Nick said, I think we were <laughs> maybe an eighth of a mile maybe, into this track maybe, before maybe. the first vehicle got stuck. Yeah. And so we kept going up and up and up. And if, if, and if you know the area, we got up to the power lines and kind of stopped and, th- and th- thought we were going to stop there. And then everybody's like, no, we got to keep going. And I think the Tundra turned around just because for some time and he was sinking into everything because he had like the electrical issue with those lockers. Yeah. Um, but then we made, we made it all the way up to the lake. Yeah. I mean, it got cold, so it, it got a lot easier to kind of get going. Yeah, it was dumping snow, and if there's snowpack on the ground that's compressed, it's actually pretty easy to drive on it, yeah. even in most basic vehicles. In fact, we had a, a Tacoma with us, TRD Pro. Yeah. With some, they were, I think they were... I don't think it was a Pro. No. She, she just had... Yeah, no, it was just a, it was just a regular ton, or Tacoma. Huh. Yeah. Well, that thing did awesome. Well, she knows how to drive that. Yeah, she, she does. She's had Jeeps and then giant trucks and stuff like that. So Yeah, so yeah. an experienced driver who wasn't looking to get into trouble and knowing what she's doing did really well. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. Didn't get stuck until she – she got stuck once, but she was playing around and kind of intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those, like, eh, whatever. We get tons of vehicles. It's a throttle issue. We talked about that a lot. Yeah. Um, I learned that uh, – I had some fun. Don't be wrong. I was playing on throttle, having some good time because Raptor. And yeah. – uh, but <laughs> – a quick way to get stuck in the snow is throttle. A real quick way to get stuck in the snow is throttle. We had a, 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 a more of a friend of yours than mine that we messaged us today, and, and I, it took me a minute because he was like, how is the Jurassic Park? And I was like, what? And I was like, oh, Raptor. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Got it, yeah. Yeah. Um, so putting that thing, just being light on the throttle, and I fully admit this, letting the truck sort it out, was kind of amazing. I was stopping on hills and stuff. I was like, there's no eminent out of this. I might have to get a pull here. Nope. Just just lightly tap the throttle. And somehow, I mean, you can feel the traction control working. It's like, okay, I guess we're going. This is kind of jumping ahead, but when we were coming down, and, and we were coming down, and the rear end was coming out slowly. And you looked at Garf, and you're like, Garf, and you're like, I think the rear, your rear end's coming out. And Garf and I are like, yeah, we're not facing forward. We understand that. Like, <laughs> like that's, We're in the car with you, Dan. Um <laughs> So yeah, but it was nice to have a heavy vehicle in front, though. Yeah. Um, we had other trucks in front of us. Not a lot, though. There really wasn't much much vehicle traffic up there until the end of the day that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Raptor did great. It just uh, notched itself out of everything we could throw at it. I couldn't believe it didn't get stuck in some of the situations I was in. But a little n- message comes up on my dash. You want electronic nannies? It was kind of funny, and it was like it sensed the vehicle was stuck and it was like, would you like to in, like engage snow sand mode or whatever it is and to get unstuck? And I was you. like, okay. okay. And then it just kind of crawled out. It's yeah. like, oh, oh whoops. okay. <laughs> it's smarter than me. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't actually engage uh, trail cruise except for that time, but it does have that function where you can set it up to 10 miles an hour with an off-road cruise control for sand or snow and it'll just chug along. <laughs> 
It, I, I w- it was rather impressive. I mean, there, yeah. like I said, minus the fact that if you know Raptors in the ground clearance, like we were, there were some holes. Like, oh man, we went we went to the frame on the Raptor. I mean, and I know Brandon, multiple times. I, I know Brandon went to the frame on his on his uh, or, not, or Brian, Brian Brian went to the frame on his uh, Colorado ZR, uh, Colorado a couple of times. So. Yeah, Brian has a Elich who's been a guest on the show has yeah. a ZR two, and all of us were down to the frame rails. I have eleven inches of ground clearance on that, and we hit some potholes really really slow. Yeah. That were like still hit the ceiling, completely down to the rails. <laughs> so it, it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, it was beautiful up there. And I mean, oh if, yeah. If you don't know, if you don't know the area, it's a great place to go snowmobiling too. Wonderful. Lots wonderful of snowmobiles. Place. The snowmobiles were already out in mass that day, yeah. so really cool. They got an early start to the season, but they do close off Stampede Pass, and so I think this is it. I think there needs to be an etiquette class for snowmobilers. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, if, if 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 we're up there with you, don't stop in the middle of the trail because we can't drive around you. You can drive around us. Yeah, that was a little annoying sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but um, those hunters. So getting back to that, we were way up, way up, like you said, past Lizard Lake. We were going back down into the valley. Yeah, on the yeah, other side. the other side of Stampede Pass, and uh, I guess we can call. It, I don't know what it's actually called. It's a. It's we, a snow we, we know him as a, a snowcat. If but you ski a, or snowboard, it's a snowcat. It's a it's a miniature snowcat that PSE uses to run the lines to go down to. Run under the lines. You yeah. can go anywhere. Yeah, it's a tr- huge track vehicle. They had seating for four in it, really well built. With well, and we were going down, as we were coming down there, we were looking at these tracks and going, what is making this? Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's this giant snowcat, and luckily we, we, we caught up with him. I have on video of him pulling this forerunner. He pulled them out. Uh, the, the guy with the, the Russian guy with the forerunner tried to, tried to, but the snowcat came up and just ended up pulling this Pathfinder pretty much all the way back over the pass. Which I think was good because he was almost out of gas. Yeah. So he was. Yeah. And so those guys were anxious to get out. Uh, they actually ended up getting stuck again. Again, we were coming back, and when they thought they were in the clear because they were going downhill, they ended up hitting a bank, which is very easy to do in there. Several in our party got stuck as well, and well, you don't know it. It just you you start to slide a little bit, and all of a sudden you get off the road, and it sucks you right into that. Yeah, you just right into the bank, and so we pulled them out, real easy to pull them out, got them down, and then we ran into another group of some Avant's friends who didn't well, yeah. make it very far up because the conditions got way worse going back. It's important, and I want to say this again to you know, just because you have a four-wheel drive truck or something like that, if you're if it came with the street tires on it, do not go up in the mountains with those. It's just even on dirt, sometimes you can it can get full of crap. But I mean, there there was a there was a fully lifted Jeep that was that was well prepared, and he was it with his friends. But then they had a Tacoma and a Tundra, and the Tundra, God, that Tundra was pretty. Yeah, that the green. dark green Tundra, really nice one. But they were stuck. They were big time. They had street tires, and they were big time stuck up there. Um, and it's funny because we were we were. You know, it's small talk when you're up there, and and I have to f- I have to give them massive credit because um, usually when Dan and I are up there doing things, we c- when we come up on a situation, we kind of talk. Like I don't know if it was just you and I, but we just sort of walked up to him and started taking over. Like I literally grabbed the guy's winch. I'm like, you just get in the truck, and we're going to help you. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't really ask, so I really applaud them for not you know being like away from my car <laughs> so yeah <laughs> so um but uh, it it was it was fun i mean and, and i i kind of enjoy those moments more than anything yeah. i think it's fun because there is a, there's an aspect of like okay how do we get this car out of here how do we get it spun around you know what's the best place to do this so yeah i have um three soft shackles with me right now i, I yeah I've, i own three and we used all of them all day those things are godsend yeah. i love soft shackles if you guys haven't found them mules got them in stock of course i mean you can get a set for like 50 bucks on amazon shop local if you can though of course but they are just go to joanne fabric you can weave one it's <laughs> real right. simple i mean it's the same fabric yeah, yeah. so these they look like they're just loops but um a lot of vehicles like uh new tacomas that aren't trd pros um and just other trucks don't actually have big recovery points in front or maybe you're pulling a stuck vehicle and the only access you have is a lower control arm 
Or, I mean, like in, in the Subarus, I don't have a tow point. I have to put in the tow hook in the front. Yeah, and, the it's, eye bolt. and it's a really small little eye bolt, too. Yeah, so these things allow you to wrap around those those parts and give you a, a tow point. And they have about a 30,000-pound tensile strength, so you're not it's breaking one of these. Yeah, yeah. there's like a little tiny rope, but it made it really easy to hook on um, the Jeep that was helping those guys had a winch. But it has steel cable, and it's just a hook. That's it. And so without a soft shackle, you really don't have a way to pull these vehicles. Bring gloves, bring gloves, bring gloves. Yes. <laughs> I took some of the winch home in my hand, so um, I got it out. Yeah, I dug, I dug it out, too. Yeah, yeah I got a so, little of that. It's yeah. funny as I had gloves. but yeah. um, Th- Yes, thank you for saying we get off the mountain. I'm like, oh, I should have brought gloves. Dan goes, oh, I had gloves. <laughs> I, didn't ask. That's, I didn't ask. That's my fault. Spare socks and gloves. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah, yeah uh, but I wanted to get into the Carter Subaru tip of the week because it really relates to this. Uh tires there's a big argument i see every single day. it's not really an argument it's just the discussion yeah. of what's better should i go with my like really good all-terrains and i don't mean the like michelin defender street all-terrain i mean like the bfg ko2 the dura they have yeah, the goodyear dura track like there's good all-terrain tires out there uh or are my mud terrains okay to run in the snow and i have i did i didn't just like google this once and figure it out i did a ton of research i read the stuff from goodyear or the stuff from uh, BF Goodrich, I went through all of it. Which one's better? Which one's better? Everybody kind of comes to the same consensus. So ice is the ice is the differentiator. A mud tire actually works totally fine in the snow and actually works better if you're in the type of environment where you dig down to the bottom of the snow and then you're in the dirt. Uh, all terrains don't clean out as well. They offer more surface contact area, but they retain uh, mud. They don't clean out. Like a, an the, ulti- no- the notches are a lot closer together, and therefore they pack the, the snow and, and mud packs in them. Mud packs in them. I find that with the, my Subaru. I love them. Yeah. I mean, minus the road, there's some road noise. We'll oh, say yeah. that. Yeah. So we're clear. Yeah. Yeah. The dirt tracks tend to, I've heard, do a little better in the snow, but I've actually had really good luck with the BFGs. They've been fine. I, and I don't think it's as big of a difference as people think. It's a little bit, but it's far more the driver. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's really the difference here is the siping. And no matter what, one general consensus across the board is do not sipe your tires. It's, it's like an old gimmick that does not work. Um, it actually is really hard on the tires. They'll chunk off pieces of rubber. Uh, you're going to hear different, depending on who's selling it to you, you're going to get a different opinion, but every t- single manufacturer out there says, do not sipe your tires. So I'm going with what they say. Can you even buy studded snow tires anymore? Yes. Uh, the Duratrack, the, they can't do it in the KO2s, but the Duratrack and a few others you can actually add studs to. I grew up with studded snow tires in Spokane. And I mean, it was, it was a right of, you know, every, you know, November you put them on oh. and they came off in March. Like, I mean. In, oh, dedicated studded, studded snow tires. Yes, yeah. you can. Yeah. Um, you can buy those, but you can also stud all terrains. Yes, you can. But yeah. I it, it studded snow tires are it, I think that's why I became a good driver on snow is because of studded snow tires because they they were great on ice yeah because it would dig in um, traction wise and if you were and if you were digging I mean especially uh, if you were in deep snow up to the frames and stuff like that you really could dig your way out yeah but I, I miss those days like you know yeah so obnoxiously loud yes they are yeah yeah, yeah. but anyway the, the the great debate is is. Mud tires or all-terrain tires. And the fact is, is it's simple as that. Mud tires don't do well as, uh, as well on ice as all-terrain tires do. All-terrain tires don't do as well as mud tires do when you dig down through the snow. On top of the snow, which is the ideal spot, they actually perform pretty much the same. Uh, it's not always better, actually, to clean out your stu- uh, the, the grooves if you're on snow you, because you're reducing your contact patch. You're just digging deeper. So it's actually easier to get stuck in deep snow on a mud-terrain tire than it is to get on an all-terrain tire. But once you're down through the bottom of the snow, you want the mud tire. So, you know, if you've only got, if you can only do one set, the mud tire is probably a better bet around here because we have that really thick snow you want to kick out. 
So go up in the mountains with all terrains, and then when you're stuck, dig down. Once you hit the dirt, then swap on your mud <laughs> tires, and then crawl out, then put your all-terrain right. back on. Okay, got yeah. it. Super. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. In short, all-terrain's better for ice. Mud okay. terrain's better for deep deep mud and snow um, when you're digging through the snow. So yeah. either way, though, like I said, you're gonna be you're not going to find, I don't think, a huge advantage over one or the other. There's not one tire that's going to do it all. No, there is not one tire that's going to do it all. That's yeah. the main thing, <laughs> it, in spite of the all-terrain name. Mm. Uh, that's a, it's a little long. We're gonna, the, show's, the show is going to be a little short due to the COVID stuff. No guess, but uh, we're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. We spend an average of eight hours and 41 minutes a day facing screens, laptops, smartphones, tablets, even digital refrigerators. But what are we really connected to? Isn't it time you connected to something greater? Sometimes the best way to connect is to disconnect. This moment of escape was created by Haggerty for people who love cars. And, and we're, we're back. back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ah, there you go. You waking Dan up. Yeah. That's um, the beer. We were laughing because um, it, I think a lot of people go up in the mountains and are un- inexperienced. And Dan and I have witnessed this many, many times. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we, one of the first times we ever went up in the mountains, we found some kids that were up there in their mom's suburban on 24 inches on street tires and... They did not help, and <laughs> it was it was tough. But um, uh, I will say this: uh, through all of my helping of people and trying to help people, if somebody is trying to help you get out, the driver stays in the car. Everybody else gets out of the car and helps push the car. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like it, you know, it's, you know, it, it, you're there to help, but it's you know, I'm just proper etiquette. Yeah. So it <laughs> yeah. Was, but be it was a, a lot of fun. Well, as they say, be a participant in your own rescue. Yes, that's literally what I. Yeah. Yeah. So. One of the one of the best stories Dan and I have is the fact that we pulled those those young kids out of there. I'm leaving them there next time. I know, and this <laughs> and you'll know why in about a second. And you know, we we had been up there. This was off a of Tinkham, and like I said, they were a ways up there. And then coming down, it was an absolutely ice road to the point where Dan was in the Land Cruiser was in reverse going downhill, spinning the tires backwards to stop. That much ice, yeah. And we there, we met some other Jeep guys up there that helped us get these guys off the mountains of the suburban. And oh, we pulled t- the Jeeps out too, for the yeah, record. Yeah, the, the cruiser <laughs> pulled the Jeeps out. But then we, they tied the the suburban in between two Jeeps, and it and it about went off a cliff and pulled a Jeep off with it. Yeah. So the best part of this story is we go up there like a month later. Yeah. And I had taken my parents' land cr- or, uh, discovery sport because I was kind of curious to see what it could do. And we were at the bottom on Tinkham Road, and I kind of yeah, we weren't going up. No. We were just playing on the bottom so for easy recovery because we didn't yeah. think it would get that and, far. And, and backstory here with the, with the young kids. They didn't help. They were high as a kite first, which, I mean. If for like 24 hours, 24, apparently. Yeah, 24 <laughs> hours. They didn't help at all, but which, and that's why I was talking about being a participant in your own rescue. So the, like, a couple months later, we're down there, and I get the rover stuck. And Dan and I are down there with the cruiser. We're trying to pull the rover out. And there, w- there were some other people that were around, but we, 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 you and I had it. Like we'd figure yeah. it. And we're digging the rover out, and all of a sudden, I see this group of people walking down the road. And I look at Dan, and I look at these people, and it's the same kids. Like, yeah. they were waiting, and, and they're like, hey, guys. You guys got us out last time. And they just kept walking. And I was like, oh, I'm going to kill them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this shovel and I'm going to kill them. Yeah, <laughs> your body is now a traction yeah, mat. exactly. I'm going to kill him, Dan. So was, I'm going to bury him right under the snow here. Nobody's going to see it happening. So, yeah. Anybody got a wood chipper? Yeah, I, exactly. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding. Like, and I, I felt, I, I, I was, we were tired. And I was sweating. I was like, there's no way that's the, yep, that's the same kids. <laughs> God, like, next fun. time you're freezing to death. Yep, pretty much. Yep. Take Taking your mom's suburban home with me. <laughs> Good God. Oh, man, yeah. 
it was, uh, you know, there's a lot of really fun places to go around here, but yeah. it is, it's about preparation. And I do want to say something and I, and I, I'm not insulting anybody. So the, the, the Russian gentleman that we went up there has a really nice land, or um, Toyota four runner. Yeah. He was up there alone. Yeah. I mean, we were up there obviously, but we didn't know him. Don't ever go into the mountains alone. Yeah. Just don't do it. It's just, I mean, everybody goes, well, I'll tell somebody where I'm at. Well, the problem is you, you look at somebody, you go, I'm supposed to be back by six. And by the time they realize you're, you're not back by eight or 10, you know, things. Yeah, unless you're telling search and rescue proactively. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the guys, that, the, the hunters, I mean, they were, they, they were bundled up, but they were, they had a rough night, I think. Was, yeah, you, they had a you, rough you night. You could tell the friendship had been affected. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Like, it was like they were they were just not. They were know. more than ready to get off that mountain. Which I, I w- it would be me, too. I would just. Yeah, we were on our way coming down, and that's when we ran into the, the Tacoma that was stuck, not part of our group, and the Tundra that was stuck. And it didn't take us long because we had a ton of gear, for one. The Jeep had a winch, and at that point, we had pretty much it was pretty easy to see where they were stuck, why they were stuck and how we could get them out. So yeah. it took a couple of pulls and a few angles, but we got them down and we're like, don't go farther. You're only going to get more stuck, which convinced them to go back down. Um, so, but these guys, we had to basically leave these, these poor guys were just, they just wanted to get off the mountain and they spent probably another half hour just waiting for other people to get unstuck, which maybe made them feel better and worse at the same yeah. time. Dan finally <laughs> had the idea. He's like, we're going to move cars out of the way. We're going to let them go down. Yeah. I was, they took the opportunity right away. Yeah. We're yeah. like, dude, you guys have been up here long enough. Just get past yeah. and then we'll make sure these guys get down. And wow. so. And I mean, th- that being said, you know, that uh, if you look at a lot of these cars, I mean, I, I carry packs with me. Yeah, I carry extra fuel. I mean, it's good if you if you have to if you do get stuck and you have to stay, you, you have more fuel to keep the car running, to keep yourself warm, things like that. So, it, it's you know, go back and listen to our uh, our winter episode. In fact, maybe we should we should do we should do an updated winter episode sometime. You know, mm-hmm. with COVID, heck, we, it'll be, but yeah, a really a detailed list as far as things you don't think that you need, but you do as far as the fact that like, oh, I'm just going to go for a few hours. You still need extra clothes. You still need a place to be warmth. You still need to, uh, the ability if you needed to start a fire and things like that. So, yeah, it was really nice to get back in my heated seat, heated steering wheel and my extra wool socks. <laughs> Just saying it really was. Yeah. But I was cold. I mean, I, your, your, your truck keeps everybody really warm, but like it was raining. It was, it, it was raining at the end. Yeah. And raining so. and snowing at the same time. And you're just soaking wet. I mean, I had, I was wearing a wool hoodie plus I had a rain jacket and I was still soaked all the way through. Yeah. I mean, it was just, yeah. And we weren't up, we were just up there half the day. I mean, that would have sucked overnight. <laughs> yeah. There was a bit of a really no way to keep clean and we would have had to eat gar off, but you know, <laughs> that meat would have been tough, but you know, so. <laughs> you know. it was really fun to take up somebody new though. Like it, it's fun to go when you're new, expect to get stuck. Uh, I will say, I think I, I have the, the traction boards. I didn't use once. I really thought we were going to get stuck Yeah, and it just didn't happen, which is a lot of our group didn't though. I was surprised. Yeah. But I think that's also something that's, that's, very characteristic of, of all of us off-roading the fact that we have been stuck doing things in cars that you'd go, I don't know how I'm stuck here. Like, I don't, I don't get what happened, <laughs> right. you know? Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I know, I've, I know I've done a ton in the Subaru and things like that. We've been stuck in the Land Cruiser, and we've, we've been going, I don't understand why we're stuck. Like, we're not in that deep of snow. So yesterday was somewhat of a, I don't want to say a fluke, but, I mean, we, we just sort of, hmm. there was no major issue. So... Yeah, it'll happen. I mean, it's just oh, like God, yeah. going off-roading and not expecting to get stuck is just naive. Like, that's part of the fun, like, for us. But, I mean, if that's why you don't go there alone. Yeah, those and do it. I mean, and, you know, Avance is really good. They've done it. And Brandon Ben Powell has done some of them. But go take your friends. Go up in the mountains. Get stuck. Yeah. Get, and figure out how to get somebody out. 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of it's fun. fun. It really is. It's you know, it's like a math puzzle, but you don't get graded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you get a grade. You get graded. You get to live or not live. That's <laughs> yeah. what it is. Yeah. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> I identify as a meat popsicle. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So, no, it was it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, if you want to know more about the route, we can we can give it to you. Like I said, now it's probably going to be all snowmobiles from now on. Um, yeah. I wonder how long it's going to be open though. I'm wonder, I, I do want to find out. It but. would be interesting. What we should do one of these weekends is go to Greenwater and try to go back up that way and see how far we can get yeah our friends at auburn off-road uh, another um avance uh what is that partner mm-hmm. avance partner they actually came up from the other side and they oh, went is that over the way they went okay yeah they went up the other side because they're auburn so they went yeah. around 410 and then um another group there was an all women's group that actually went up and went camping up there oh cool yeah a really nice built forerunner and an fj cruiser uh, i was looking at their photos i was like dang i want to go with them <laughs> like they're way more prepared than we are yeah <laughs> Snow camping. Well, and, and that and that is our ultimate goal eventually, is to build a couple of rigs where we can go up and, and, and snow camp. And Yep. Uh, in yeah. fact, that was one of the first things we ever talked about doing. When you first took me on Stampede Pass, we went up there, and we were going down the, the twisties, and we found a camping spot. And we, years ago, we said, we're going to camp there someday. We still haven't. We go there all the time. <laughs> we still haven't camped there. But, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Where should we go next? Oh, boy. I don't know. Where can we go? <laughs> Want to go to a restaurant? <laughs> you know, I so think, Idaho. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I think our next adventure will have to be Highway Two, um, and we, yeah. there's there's a couple of places that I discovered with some friends of ours last year, and then the infamous road that's up there is um, what's the name? Beckler. Beckler. So, uh, and I th- and a lot of those stay open all winter, and you can really get up there and have some fun. So, um, yeah, they, they. It's funny. So Beckler technically doesn't stay open all weekend. It just remains open all winter because somebody because it's Skykomish and people have plows and just want to go places. Yeah, it's funny because they actually barricade it off because people. I forget the name of the lake that's up. There's a popular lake up there, um, and they they will barricade it off like the DOT will, and then somebody local will find a plow and just go right through it and yeah. open it back up, which is yeah. kind of cool. Uh, a little dangerous, but cool. Yeah, and I mean, it's that being said too. <laughs> if you go somewhere. And it's blocked off. Find another place. It's just like in my mind, I you know you know you have those fears in your life. I was I was like, oh yeah, we went through that barricade, and we come back down. There's a barricade put back up. You're like, oh great. How do we get out? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Some people carry acetylene torches. We don't. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's very hard to cut a barricade. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking um, we should do a trip to Idaho. One of the best places you can go right now. Yeah. If if you're really into this, if you're the hardcore guys, Idaho is your spot. We've said this. Idaho and Utah really. They they love off roading there, and they open it. It's open year round. Uh, it's slick over there. I've done a little bit of it, but uh, yeah, that's I'm that's right. I know it'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's the possibilities. Like, it's funny because of eating at a restaurant. Gro- <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> Growing up on that side of the state in Spokane, like I don't remember doing a ton of off roading. I remember going some places mm-hmm. like Mount Spokane, things like that. I have a story that I've always told people: the fact that we were we were driving up Mount Spokane, some back roads in Mount Spokane, and they were switchbacks, and it was an open top Jeep, and a buddy was in the back, and we rolled the Jeep. And he had his hands on the bar, and oh. broke, broke every single one of his fingers. So, yeah. And, but the funny thing is, we were going uphill. We rolled the Jeep, and when we landed on the wheels, we were facing down on the next track. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. <laughs> so there was a, a video everybody should see. I should post a link. Uh, Beartooth Pass. Did you see that Jeep roll? That was insane. There's, My mom sent that to me. Yeah, I think we talked about it. Here. There was a, there was a GoFundMe on but, that. But I mean, that's like <sighs> for the for the uh, survivor, and I'm going to call him a survivor this morning because they ended up airlifted out. But this Jeep hit uh, an edge on Beartooth Pass, caught it, caught an edge on the wheel just a little bit, and they rolled that thing down like 200 feet, I think. 
Yeah, and the video is of somebody driving down the pass that didn't know it was coming, and all of a sudden the Jeep just goes right in front of them. Yeah, like rolling past them. Yeah. Not ro- not driving, yeah. rolling. <laughs> it's, you know, uh, I, I, I'm guilty of it. My mother will tell you I'm driving too close to the edge, but you, sometimes you have to get close to the edge because you got to get around an obstacle or things oh. like that. So it's it's fun. Like I now, I, I think my goal in going off-road is to go up there, one, to use the chainsaws more. And yeah, yes, we're, really we're going to we're gonna get into the chainsaws later. So not <laughs> on this episode. You know, Dan had to one-up me. Um, Mine's bigger. But, <laughs> um, but uh, it, it, it's important to, you know, uh, trail maintenance is important and, and taking care of something, you know. that And that and we'll, we'll kind of, we actually will add that to the list. We are going to do another updated winter video, but having safe shackles for trees and things like that, that so you're not yeah. hurting hurting the environment is good too. So Yep. Tree saver, tree saver, get one. Save a tree while your, your car is sitting there idling for three hours while you're digging out, but you need to save the tree. <laughs> Bark is important, people. <laughs> so Leave no trace. Yes, exactly. Just the skid marks from dragging your car out. <laughs> so, yeah. I remember we, we were up there on Stampede Pass one time when we had the cruiser, and I remember we were around the lake somewhere, mm-hmm. and, and I remember we did a winch that was like, it went to like three different trees. Yeah. It was it was a pretty interesting rescue. Yeah, so we had a friend in a um, what do you, it was a full size Chevy truck. It was like a late seventies, and he got wedged into a ditch nose down. And just because of the angle he was at, and it was on a turn, so we didn't have like a good way to pull him without pulling him farther into the ditch. So we basically pointed toward a tree across the street, used the tree saver, put a snatch block on the tree saver, and then used that to the to the truck to pull it. Out. Didn't we go under the truck? Like, I think we went to multiple points before we went to the truck. Yeah, we had to go. We had to go under the truck to pull the front end around because yeah. he was really like, kind of like, yeah. you know, ass up in the air. So if we that was fun. Yeah, that was a really fun thing. You get some pretty interesting recoveries out there in the snow. Yeah. It, it's like I said. It's I think that's half the fun is when you sit there and you go, okay, where do we pull from? You know, and and one thing you have to realize it's not about necessarily that you, with a snatch block you're doubling the, the the capacity of the winch but yeah like depending on how it's set even up, yeah. towing out that Tacoma yesterday with the Jeep that Jeep was moving oh yeah like it, it, it's you know you never see it in the Land Cruiser cuz that thing's like you, you <laughs> put a, a brake down it's like that'll stay there yeah so, <laughs> 6000 yeah. pounds yeah 6000 pounds plus so. probably yeah so it's a lot of fun so yeah that's i would say essential gear winners of this weekend were definitely the soft shackles we use those constantly those have been a lifesaver thank god those are out now super light easy to pack away you can afford a few of them you need two at least two i mean one will help but if you have two you're set because you can use them in both vehicles uh definitely a snatch block you if you have a winch i say probably you probably want three honestly they're cheap enough you probably will never use more than one, but that one time you need to do a super complicated pull with three. That the the thing with three is obviously the pulling power, but you can set yourself up in multiple recovery points and you can self recover really easily. That's when you're going to run into the three, which means you can use a toe strap as a tree saver, wrap it around a few times. Um, but a tree saver, maybe two, you can get. And it doesn't matter who makes them. It's just a giant nylon strap. It's a tree saver. Just don't don't kill the trees. Because you can use that. At, not only that, but you can use the, those tree savers can be used as ropes too. Yeah. Yeah. And those traction boards. Uh, the people in our group that did get stuck, and of course people in our group got stuck. Yeah. It's half the fun, like we said. But uh, they help guide a vehicle out. Uh, they're not just for, uh, you know, using for traction. Like if you're stuck in, a, in the snow especially, you won't see it as much in the mud, but in the snow, like we said earlier, it'll really suck your vehicle in. You can use those to barricade up the side so you can make this basically kind of like hard-packed snowbank that'll help pull the vehicle onto the road versus letting it swing down more into the ditch. So, And then yeah. the suitcase air compressors. And oh, then, yeah. And we should talk about that a little and bit. And Morflate. Morflate. Yep. 
So there's this thing people were pretty amazed at who hadn't seen it. It was it was like that that was the uh, the conversation starter in the group. Nick has this thing. It's a, by a company called Morflate out of Oregon, and they're about 180 to 200 bucks. I think 170. 100, 180 if you want the shorter one, which basically is for shorter vehicles. The longer ones like like 200. I think that said the shorter one was large enough for my Raptor. Yeah. So the longer one, the longer one. Excuse me. Think <laughs> Clark, like long bed truck. Clark messaged me to get the link. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So I think everybody who was on that drive was like, "I need one of those." So basically, what it does, it lets you to uh, it equalizes and the equalizes the pressure in all four tires. It has a tube that runs from each tire to one central point, and so when you deflate or inflate, like, and you always down, you always air down to go in the snow or the mud or whatever, just because you get a, a wider traction patch. But because it's, they're all connected. You can basically equalize all the pressure on the tires at the same time. So inflate all at once, which is way less wear on your compressor. You can use a smaller compressor because think of it as you have a lot more volume, but it's basically just one point. So it's it's easier for the compressor to air up. And when you want to air down, you just have one central point and the exact same pressure in all four tires. So instead of having one at 19 and one at 15 and one at you know 17, you literally get... 18, 17, 60, it's really easy to air down. And it, it's a great tool to use just when you're not off-roading too. Like I've used it in the fact that I've yeah. I've gone and just put it on my tires and I'll let it, the pressurize, pressure equalize so that all the t- I know all the tires at the same pressure. So. Yep, super easy. And yeah. yeah, it seems like a sort of expensive entry point because you're looking at, well, it's just a tube and a gauge, but no, once you have That's it, cool. man, there's <laughs> a reason cool. it costs that much money. It is yeah. worth it. <laughs> and and, and the, the locking the locking lugs that they have, uh, the, the, the locking that lock on. Yeah, way better quality. A lot of times with, with with off-roading, what you have to do is you have to get the valve stem pullers, which is tough because they, you're not really, really going to lose. You lose a valve stem, but you could. I remember you used to travel with a ton of valve stems. I still do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this basically goes onto the onto the the Schrader valve, and then and it clicks on like a bicycle pump, and it locks it on. And there's, you know, it's not air. T- it is airtight, but it, you know there there's some movement, especially when it was snow and things like that. Yeah, so and locking great. them on on Raptor wheels is tough because the Raptor str- uh, the the valves are protected. But it's a really cool little tool like that. It saves you time, and 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 then, and then the next thing was the was the suit the suitcase air compressors yeah, from ARB. Yeah, so on the Land Cruiser, I had the dual compressor, which I never hooked up. Um, <laughs> just never got around to it. Remember the That's time. That's the new owner's problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but uh, we actually had both there. We had somebody with this. So ARB offers two compressors. Uh, well, they offer multiple, but they do the same thing. You have a single uh, piston compressor and a dual piston compressor, and the dual, co- uh, if you get the suitcase combo, comes with its own air tank. That's really cool because you can pressurize that air tank up before you start filling, and then just boom, one and quick. And it works really well. It too. works really fast yeah. for airing up, yeah. uh, but in, and it works fast. Uh, it's not cheap because again, specialized product. Like this thing is designed to do one thing: off-road airing up. <laughs> so of course, it's like nine hundred bucks for the suitcase. I think uh, Avance members you get a ten percent discount at Mule, who carries it in stock. And then, but there Oregon. is there is the single there is the single pump one. It's mm-hmm. a smaller suitcase, um, and I that, that that's I don't remember what that five hundred I think it is. It was something like that, but it's worth it. Oh, it totally, really is. And, tr- and and it comes with the alligator clips, goes right to your battery. It's really easy. You can, and basically, what's nice is, especially with the Morflate, is you're basically centered under your hood. You've got mm-hmm. the, there's a valve built in, built into the Morflate, and the fact that you 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 know the pr- compressor's going, it's pushing air. You're, so you can kind of be out of the weather. You don't have to be. Yeah, you just you, you got know. your hood protecting you yeah. and. It just clamps onto the battery real quick super, for the compressors, I yeah. mean. Real easy to do. But, man, every, we we passed that around almost every vehicle. It was faster for us to do one vehicle at a time than it was for people to start on their own 
<laughs> with that. It works so much better. So if you're on the fence, totally not paid promotion. We just love that thing. The Morflate was worth its weight in gold. And and, and to add to this, the Morflate is a single guy, does it in his garage, yeah. nicest guy in the world. Like I hit, the first one I had had an issue with the gauge, didn't even ask questions, sent me a new gauge. Like, you know, things happen. It's a digital gauge, but it's a really cool little company. Yeah, so. support small business. He's just out of Oregon. Just yeah. And there's two R's in Morflate. We'll put it in. Yeah, we'll put the yeah. link up because it, it's one of those tools that once you have it, you're like, how did I live without it? Yeah. It's such an awesome tool. And so, and yeah, you can visit our friends at Mule. There's a couple people out there that make them, but yeah, support small business, Mule, of course, here and in Beaverton. That being said, and I mean, you know, if you are mechanical, you could build your own. Yeah. If you look, yeah, if you look for it, uh, there's a kit. Uh, I found it actually on the Land Cruiser forums. It's not there. It was, I found the link to it there. I'll try, I'll find it before the episode starts. Remind me of that one. And I'll, uh, I'll make sure we get up on the link. Cause you can build your own. If you just feel like DIYing it, we've had a friend that did it uh, a long time ago, actually one of our listeners. Yeah. I just don't trust myself. Yeah. Neither do I. (laughs) I I will gladly pay somebody else to do that. Like he actually uses really good quality components too. It's top quality. And it's, and it's bright. It's a bright color to the point where you really can't lose it in snow. And so, yeah. And if it's flexible air hose too, like it's good stuff. I think it's flexible hoses actually I'm which pretty sure it is yeah, yeah which yeah, is really high green. quality stuff they lock on um can't say enough about the thing i'm just super impressed when i find a product like that i'm like everybody needs one of these go buy it soft shackles and a morphlate <laughs> i'm not gonna lie when i first got it i i was in the garage like deflating my tires and inflating them because <laughs> you want to play with it so it's fun so yeah. yeah um speaking of avance yeah we should probably look at what's going on with those well, guys obviously as we like we said at the beginning of the show um this saturday the 21st is the the, the second uh avance off-road event yep hopefully hopefully uh let's see here due to the current pandemic we've had to cancel and or make adjustment to many of our events 2020 safety is our priority so let's see here 21st sold out um again I know it's sold out. That means the course is sold out. I'm not speaking for Adam here. That's up to him. I think people can come watch yes. and Me- just can't participate. Message, message Adam through Avance on, on Facebook or whatever. And I, I, I guarantee you spectators can go there. But I don't know. Carpool. Carpool, yeah. Yes, please, please, please carpool yeah. um, while being socially distant. Carpool with your close friends you've seen all the time and don't have COVID. That that <laughs> so but uh yeah it's, it's partnered with griots discount lemay fcp euro um Haggerty, lots of our friends yeah so i have to laugh about that you just triggered something in my mind about social distancing and covid and i was i, I had dinner with my parents last night and we were reading the regulations on mm-hmm. this new thing and you know the governor came out and said basically you can go to you can have a gathering for thanksgiving <laughs> but everybody has to everybody has to quarantine for 14 days before well, the problem is he announced it yesterday, and there's not 14 days between yesterday and Thanksgiving, so you couldn't do it even if you wanted to. And yes, I was but you laughing. can have 30 people at a funeral, so if you are mourning the loss of your turkey pet, <laughs> just <laughs> wear black. You, you know they're going to be at the door going, sir, that turkey would serve 12 people. Where are you going with it? <laughs> so. We don't have any police left. We're fine. <laughs> well, that was, the, that, was the, that was the other thing I laughed about, like... Again, we're enforcing not, at the at the end of it, it goes enforcement will, will enforcement will not be they're, they're not really enforcing it. I'm like, okay, well, because like, nobody wants to go around and enforce that. So, and we're we're not trying to we're just trying to have fun. We don't want to make light. We're trying to make light of a situation, but I'm I'm literally going like, if I wanted to follow those directions and I wanted to have a Thanksgiving, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't uh, quarantine for that long. So you know, and I think the best thing was somebody told me is like. I was talking about the fact when I got sick and I got a COVID test. And I'm like, so I don't have COVID. And, he's, and my, so my buddy goes, no, you didn't have COVID that day. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that took the wind out of my sails. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yes. Oh, well. well. I'm very fortunate we have free COVID testing through work, which makes it really easy, and we just go in and get tested. You can yeah. do it like every day if you wanted to. So thank you for that. Uh, that would uh, be nice. Yeah, it, it is. Great benefit. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> Those of us that work from home can't do that. Um. Yeah, but we have friends that have been affected by COVID, and we're not trying to make light of that. It's, just, it's, it's a weird situation right now. We're just I, trying I'm, to deal point, with it best we can. At this point, I'm, I'm using my humor. I just I have to. It's, yeah, I, just, just I like, don't know what else sucks. to do. It, it does. It sucks. And so... You know, and, and I'm going to do my best at this time to support all the local businesses that I can. I know I can't go to these restaurants, but... You can take out. That's what I'm doing. Yeah, but, you know, you remember when we left yesterday, the one thing I said about the restaurant that's by me, the fact that I need to stop going there because <laughs> they know me by name now. So It's really it's become good, a, It's becoming a problem. They're so. really good food, though. Yes, I agree. So The best Mediterranean food on the east side is right by Nick's. So. It's called Tenor, by the Tenor, way. Tenor, yeah. It's right above... Local Nick's business. Called, oh, my God, it's so good. It is so good. So, Yeah. Yeah. Well, like we said, this episode's a little shorter. Um, we're working Thanks, on guests. COVID. And, and truthfully, <laughs> if, if uh, we've always we've said this before, um, you know, we have a bunch of guests in in the hopper that we're working on. But um, you know, if you've got somebody that you think is interesting and you want to hear their, you think their story would be good, contact us. We'd yeah. always love to hear it. So thanks, Nathan Muntz. Yeah. And in fact, we've got um, hopefully next week we've got one coming up that is going to be kind of it's out of the box. It'll be fun. Yeah, we have a really cool guest coming. I'm excited to have that yeah. one. So, so we had we've had to move a lot of things around. Hope, luckily, people are still playing nice with us with COVID. I know people are worried, but uh, if yeah, if you have a guest who wants to come on the show, we absolutely can accommodate social distancing and still do a podcast. So yeah. Let us know. All right. Well, for this episode of uh, RCS, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there, enjoy the drive.